All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Better Little Never. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. You might be. The horniness went up to like 11. I don't think we have time for the intro today. We've got a lot of shit to do. Let's get turn it down. Let's get going. Shout out to all of you for joining me. We are in the countdown until the Christmas break, people. Are you mailing it in at work yet? That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do right now, but I can't. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to record this. I'm going to post it. We're going to get it out. Then I'm going to work on some other stuff for next week. I just want to mail it in. I'm not quite there yet, but I feel like I'm pretty damn close. So welcome to Better Late Than Ever episode blah, blah, blah. And as always, it is brought to you by the audio department. Go check out theaudiodepartment.ca. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. You could technically call this a story. Shout out to the audio department, book some studio time, theaudiodepartment.ca. As I mentioned off the jump, it is Christmas, at least it is next week, and we're getting into that weird period of the year where time just kind of stands still, you know? I thought my Christmas shopping was done. I thought I was over it. I'm like, oh man, I'm done by the 20th. That is, I'm in good shape here. And then I remembered that I have uh, two parents that I have to buy for, my mother lives in Kelowna. She's sorted. Got everything sent out there. She is getting some fresh stuff. She doesn't listen to this podcast. I can just tell you what it is. She'll never know, but I'm not gonna. My old man, however, I kind of forgot about him. And it's not that I forgot about him. It's just, he's one of those people where I'm always like, oh, fuck, he just buys anything he wants. And what do you really buy him? 
So I was thinking maybe a nice bottle of wine, a couple of bottles of wine, does like wine. Other than that, I don't know. What do you buy your dad who has everything? What do you buy your old man who just buys himself everything he wants? I mean, I guess that's getting to the age for a lot of people, but um, I've got five days to figure it out. I can do this. Is it also wrong to say we're... I'm just enjoying a delicious sugar-free Dr. Pepper. Me missus bought sugar-free Dr. Peppers. I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm enjoying it. Um, is it wrong that I'm excited for kind of a brown Christmas? A couple of weeks ago on the show, I talked about how I'm thriving right now with this no-snow environment. That night it snowed. I don't want to go in too much on how I'm thriving with this situation, but uh, I, mostly because I don't want it to snow tonight. Listen, I'm here for a brown Christmas. I've had a handful of hot Christmases over the years. I spent one in Thailand. I was was over in Australia. I had one in Mexico. So I'm kind of used to the hot Christmas. It's been a long time since we haven't had much snow around here on Christmas Day, but I'm super into it. I'm super into it. Again, don't come at me with the environmental implications. I'm choosing to ignore that dread and just live in the moment for today and enjoy it today. You know, El Nino Christmas. That's what I'm all about. That is what I'm all about. And since it's Christmas on Monday, I figured that let's walk through some of the most popular traditions of the year. I always want to know what your traditions are. At my house, part of the tradition we have is on uh, Christmas Eve, we do the French thing called La Réveillon. So essentially, like, you just eat a bunch, really. It's like a midnight meal, but you just, you're there to eat. You can call it whatever you want. We just have snacks out the whole time. The fun part about the tradition on Christmas Eve for us, though, is we always in my family, and there's no reason for it, but we do it every year. We put on an ACDC live concert, and we fucking pump that. We pump it as loud as possible at my sister's house, shaking the foundation of the place. Listen, her kids are all grown up. They're allowed to stay up. So we pump some ACDC down there. Why do we do that? Makes no sense, but it makes me wonder, what are some of the other Christmas traditions from around the world? So I found a article from independent.co.uk. Liam's homeland is where this one comes from. And I just found some of the most interesting kind of Christmas traditions from around the world. And uh, I want to share a couple of those with you. In Austro-Bavarian Alpine folklore, the Krampus is Father Christmas's scary friend, the devilish creature who punishes naughty children throughout the festive period. The mythical beast, who is hairy with hooves and large horns, is celebrated every year on the 5th of December in many cities throughout Germany and Austria in a festival called Krampusnacht. Krampusnacht. Often marked with a parade with hundreds dress up as Krampus and chase each other through the streets. I am looking at what Krampus looks like. He looks like some kind of demon. I don't know how that works around Christmas, but kind of into it. Today, if you look at the Oilers Nation's Instagram account, you will see that Kennedy made a video just asking us our favorite Christmas movie. I said mine is A Nightmare Before Christmas. Krampus would kind of fit into it. Listen, I'm looking at this picture of Krampus, and he looks like a bunch of my relatives. I feel like they're trying to steal from Satan and just calling it somebody else. These look like the demons in my family, Germany. Explain yourselves. I'll ask Leon Dry, so I don't want to get a chance. No, I won't. Catalonia has one. It just says defecating logs. So when I see a poo log, generally my interest is piqued. There are a couple of strange Catalonian traditions, and this is a, I'm quoting now, one of which is uh, Cagotillo. 
or a defecating log. In the fortnight leading up to Christmas, a grinning creature is created out of a small log and placed on the dining room table. The log must be fed every day with fruit, nuts, and sweets before, on Christmas Eve, it's beaten with sticks, excreting his goodies. Another fecal-themed Catalonian custom is Caganer. A small defecating figurine which traditionally appears in nativity scenes. In more recent years, caganers are sold in stores and Christmas markets throughout the region have taken the form of about just about any celebrity from Donald Trump to your least favorite rival footballer. So their nativity scenes have a shitting character in them, essentially is what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. In Japan, this one I can get behind. Christmas isn't a national holiday in Japan, but that doesn't stop a large number of people celebrating the festival. Father Christmas, or Santa Kurosho, is said to have eyes in the back of his head to keep an eye on naughty children, while Japanese Christmas cake is usually made up of sponge, whipped cream, and strawberries. Like, sponge cake, I imagine. Can't just be sponge. That's not delicious. In further spin on Christmas food, many Japanese people head to branches of KFC on or around Christmas Day, with the week leading up to December 25th reportedly being the chain's most profitable week of the year in Japan. Somebody at Nation HQ said they always get KFC on Christmas. I do it on New Year's Eve a lot. There's no reason why, but there was like the one time... Oh, Eric, our graphic designer, he was the one that has KFC Christmas, I think, if I'm remembering that right. I do it on New Year's Eve. It's the only time I eat KFC all year. But for some reason on New Year's Eve, I was getting a big bucket of popcorn, a big bucket of chicken and some popcorn chicken. I'll murder the whole thing. Remembering the dead. This happens in Portugal. In Portugal, more religious, uh, a more religious Christmas is also a time for remembrance as families set extra places at the dining room table on Christmas Eve or sometimes Christmas morning for deceased relatives. The practice is called consada and is thought to bring family good luck with the meal consisting of salted cod, potato, a range of regional desserts traditionally taking place after a day of fasting. Oh, I don't mind that one. Remembering your relatives. Czech Republic, this one's more my speed. Shoe throwing. Over Christmas, Czech women use a clever trick to predict their love lives for the upcoming year. Unmarried women stand with their backs to the front door and toss shoes over their shoulder. If a shoe lands with its toe pointing toward the door, the woman may very well be planning a wedding within the next 12 months. Pretty sure that's scientific. I'm going to check a shoe at the door today and see if I will be getting married over the next 12 months. Probably not. Hiding your brooms. This happens in Norway. In Norway, the thought it's thought that Christmas Eve coincides with the arrival of evil spirits and witches. In a bid to protect themselves, families hide all their brooms and mops before they go to bed. Fucking witches breaking into the house, stealing our brooms. What is this? What is this? I think they're confusing Christmas with Halloween. Listen, we know witches always appear on Halloween or All Hallows Eve. You know, it's a celebration of demons. Now, if we're going to go back to Germany just straight up stealing my family members and calling them Krampus, we're going to call out Norway for this ridiculous Halloween tradition carried over two months later. What is this, Norway? In Greenland, their tradition is they eat whale skin for dinner. If you think sprouts are bad, you should try one of Greenland's Christmas delicacies, matak. Raw whale skin with blubber is one. Another is kiviak, uh, which is when an auk... A small bird is wrapped in seal skin, buried for several months, and then eaten once. De- <laughs> no, no way, no way. 
you want me to handle this one? I think I might. This is gross. Kind of gross to me, too, but I'll handle it for you, pal. Let's read that again from the jump. Satan's stepping in because I got a stronger stomach than old baby guts over there. If you think sprouts are bad, you should try one of Greenland's Christmas delicacies, Matak. Matak is raw whale skin with blubber. Another is Kiviak, which is when an auk, which is a small bird in case you were wondering what an auk is, A-U-K, is wrapped in seal skin, buried for several months, and then eaten once decomposed. Frankly, I bet that smells intoxicating. It's arguably one of the grossest things ever. Why do you got to bury it for several months? Why this bird? How did you figure this out? I've got so many questions, but we'll move on. In India, only about 2.3% of the population of India, uh, the population of India are Christians, but that still works out to about 25 million people. The day is celebrated with a midnight mass and present giving, but in the absence of fir trees or pine trees, banana trees and mango trees are decorated instead. I like that. That's fun. When I was in Thailand, they decorated palm trees a lot, so I'm into that. Last but not least, what do we got here? Yule goats in Scandinavia. Yule goats. A traditional Scandinavian Christmas symbol, the Yule goat, was believed to have been a spirit that would appear before the festive season to make sure that the celebrations were carried out correctly. In later centuries, the goat's role was a gift giver before eventually being replaced by Father Christmas. Nowadays, small goats made out of straw are popular tree decorations throughout Scandinavia. In Scandinavia, it's a Christmas dinner tradition for the most senior member of the family to throw some of the pudding, usually made from milk, bread, poppy seeds, and something sweet, onto the ceiling. The amount that sticks indicates the good luck everyone will have over the coming year. So, you want to adopt some of these... Oh, no, sorry, that was in Slovakia. I I missed the uh, line break there. So if you want to be a Slovakian, you throw some pudding at your roof. I don't know that that will fly in my family Christmas. I will try it on Christmas Eve. I will chuck some pudding at my sister's roof, but I can guarantee you she's not going to be happy about it. She's just not. You know? Anyway, there's some uh, look at some unusual Christmas traditions from around the world. Hit me up on on Twitter, JSBMBagMilk, or on Instagram. Hi, my name is BagMilk. Threads, too. I want to know what your Christmas tradition is. I watch ACDC concerts. Dukes, you listening? It's your countrymen. They rock the house, Shea Castle Milk, on Christmas Eve. Why do we do it? I don't have an answer for you. But at least I'm not burying some bird in the backyard for seven months and eating it when it's all gooey. That's disgusting. Before we get on to the news, we get to the Oilers talk, which is slightly depressing. A couple more things. We just hit on Daily Faceoff, Daily Faceoff's Instagram account, which is run by Waz and Wanye. Behind the scenes, a little bit of help from Robert Munich from Flames Nation as well. Just hit 50,000 subscribers, or likes, I should say, followers. It's Instagram we're talking about. So 50,000 followers. Amazing. Now, that account is probably up about 50%, if not more, since October 1st. So it's really, really humming. So Waz texts me today, and he goes... We did it. We hit 50K on the DFO Instagram, and I'm pumped on it. I'm like, fuck yeah, Waz. Let's cruise, buddy. And then he sent me another message that piqued my attention. He goes, 100K by the NHL draft? Question mark? I said, pardon? 100K by the NHL draft. So what is that? Six months, roughly? Six months and change? Can Waz double the Daily Faceoff Instagram account along with help from his compadres in a matter of six months? Now, to get the first 50K, 
took us a couple of years, really, of posting multiple times every single day, every single day, every single day, multiple years to get the first 50. Can Waz get another 50 in six months? I said, if you can get there, so I want to put this on record. If you can get us there, Waz, I will personally buy you these two Derek Ryan jerseys that I found on the NHL store. So if you don't know what a jersey is, essentially you just got the logo on the front, Derek Ryan on the back, but it's a t-shirt. It's a jersey. It's not a jersey. It is a jersey. So I said, Waz, I found two Derek Ryan jerseys. I would love to buy them both for you if you can do it. Do you accept the challenge? Waz goes, well, the account has grown by 19,000 over the last 90 days. We could get close at that rate. And I said, do you accept the challenge? And he says, challenge accepted. Now I just hope I get to wear them by the NHL draft. So I'm putting that on record. Waz listens to this podcast. Waz, you can clip this if you so choose, my friend. But the challenge has been laid. Two jerseys, courtesy of Bag Milk, to my boy Waz. If he can get 50,000 followers on the Daily Faceoff Instagram account by the NHL draft. Today is December 20th. It is not going to be an easy feat. But if there's anyone I believe can do it, it is my dude Waz. And that's why I issued the challenge. And that's why I would love nothing more than for Waz to go out and get that dueling jersey combo brighten up his wardrobe style him up feel a little hotter feel the power of Derek ryan on his back was the challenge has been issued you have accepted and now we got some work to do my friend let's see how close you get buddy let's get to the news the news is brought to you by alberta blue cross There's only one thing better than shared memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. Of course, Alberta Blue Cross, the official insurer of the nation vacation. If you want to come with us to Arizona in February, let's make some memories. It's the family day weekend. The boys are down there. They're going to be playing in the tiny barn. They're going up against Arizona. We're going to make some memories. We're going to make some new memories. We are going to have a blast together, and I encourage you to come with us. NationGear.ca to get all the details for that trip, including details on the no-flight trip. If you're going to be down in Arizona and you still want to join us, we got an option for you there as well. But let's get to the Oilers. Let's get to the news. How can we not start with what's going on right now? You know? How can we not start with the Oilers stumbling their way into a third straight loss last night. The Oilers had a chance. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl opened up the scoring in New York against the Islanders only a minute and change into the game yesterday. So you go, man, you know what? The boys have got a good start. They got the early jump. Let's see where this goes. What I never would have expected, however, is that the Oilers would have coughed up that lead and ultimately the game on three consecutive special teams blunders. The PK, which has been so good for the last handful of weeks, gave up two straight goals. And you know what? Sometimes that happens. And you go, shit, that sucks. But ultimately, this is the NHL we're talking about. Teams want to score on the power play, and New York did that. They did that twice. The second thing that came up was the Oilers gave up a shorthanded goal as a trio of special teams units getting kicked in the pills yesterday. Not only did the power play go over, 
They gave up two and a shorthanded goal. So in terms of a special teams battle, last night was a disaster. This was not the game like we saw against the Tampa Bay Lightning where the Oilers were ultimately the better team outside of Stuart Skinner. They just couldn't get that extra goal that they needed or two. or I don't remember what the score was now. Anyway, Vasilevsky kind of ruined the plans. He made 50-plus saves in that game. The Oilers were buzzing. They lost. And this one of those ones where you go, damn it. Like, Stuart Skinner, we needed him to be better, but the boys played well. You know what? Shake it off and move on. I was at the game on Saturday night against the Panthers. Awful. It was a 5-1 loss. Somehow that loss was more painful than the 5-3 loss to the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. In that one, if you remember, the Oilers had a two-goal lead, ultimately coughed it up, lost 5-3. On Saturday night, they weren't even in the mix ever. They were down by three at the end of the first period. Game over, essentially. So, painful. It's painful. Last night against the Islanders, the Islanders blocked a ton of shots. I wrote about it in three key things at OilersNation.com today. And you know what? Generally speaking, blocking a ton of shots is a symptom of a greater possession problem, meaning the other team's shelling your net and you have to stop a lot of pucks with the bodies in front. That's why it's a problem. But last night, the Islanders kind of put on a masterclass about why you need to get pucks through. You need to have different plays. You have to have different ideas in the offensive zone because the Oilers were just, they were flat. Leon Dreisaitl got that goal first minute and change. And then from there, it was nothing. Yes, Sorokin was good, but he wasn't unbeatable, you know, but they made him look like it. So as a result, what do we get today? Ahead of tomorrow's rematch against the New Jersey Devils, we get new line combos. I'll run through those in a second. The most notable thing about the line combos, though, is I'm peeking. Let me see here. Hmm. I don't see Connor Brown's name at all. Are you telling me that Connor Brown is going to be healthy scratch? Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am telling you that. And you go, but bag milk, why would Connor Brown be scratched? And let me tell you, it's because he's doing nothing. I never, ever would have expected things to go this bad with Connor Brown. Now, my prediction of 65 points before the season, first of all, that is aging like yogurt in the sun. But my prediction was kind of like, all right, this guy's going to get a chance to play with some really talented centers. Whether it was Connor, whether it was Leon, whether it was Nuge, whether they stacked the three up and there was just something like that. He's going to play with a talented center. What I didn't expect is that we would be 23 games into his Oilers career. He is minus 10, one assist. And as Jason Greger pointed out on the Jason Greger show on Sports 1440, he has seven shots from the slot all season long generally his shooting percentage is somewhere around 11.2 percent that's his average in his nhl career obviously this year it is zero in ottawa his last year where he played 64 plus games it was 8.3 so it's been a gradual decline since he had a 17.1 shooting percentage with the sends in 2020 2021 this player is battling confidence he is battling every metric available in sports right now and he's also playing 1426 on average per night so it's not like he's only playing four or five minutes you go whoa well you're not playing any minutes how are you expecting him to get going he's playing minutes am i surprised to see connor brown yanked out of the lineup based solely on what he's doing no of course not but when you think about it in terms of like the cap allocation it just is so angering you know it's so so angering look at the two players we have right now 
that are not contributing to the Edmonton Oilers. Like Connor Brown's going to be a healthy scratch tomorrow. Jack Campbell. If you listen to Bob Stoffer between periods yesterday during the Islanders Oilers game, he kind of teased that Olivier Rodrigue is going to get the bulk of the starts here down there going forward because ultimately they need to develop players and ultimately they need to win games. Jack Campbell is not doing that. So now Jack Campbell, if Bobby's right, which I would tend to believe that he is, is now the backup in the AHL after getting shelled again this weekend. Five million bucks. You know the contract. I don't need to refresh it. Connor Brown. We're talking about another guy that is just not contributing. 775 this year. You go, oh, league men, that's fine. 325 next year, and you go, eh. So $4 million total over two years, and who knows how that's, that split is going to look when all is said and done. Uh, you've got $9 million of your cap space. You've got over 10% of your cap tied into two players who are contributing zero. In terms of asset management, like everybody's piling on the on the Minnesota Wild. You know, those buyouts of Parise and Suter, those really hurt because it's whatever it is, 12, 13, 14 million dollars in dead cap space. I'd argue this is just as bad. You've got two players making a sizable chunk of the salary in combination, in aggregate, and they are doing nothing. They're doing nothing. And then you see the Oilers losing three games in a row, and you go, man. Would be nice if we could figure this out. Apparently, you can't clear cap space in season, even though the Vancouver Canucks have made, what, six, seven trades already? They've found a way to figure out and improve their roster despite tight cap circumstances because they want to get better. The Oilers under Ken Holland don't seem to have any interest in getting better. Now, is he allowed to make decisions at this point? I don't know. I'm not going to get into the uh, tinfoil hat portion of what's going on with Oilers management right now, but... It's not good. It's not good. Currently, the Oilers are seven points out of a playoff spot. That is the second wild card spot, I should add. They are seven points out of a wild card spot. It was one point out before the game against Tampa Bay. If they had won that game against Tampa Bay, they would have leapt into a wild card spot. They would have been in the playoffs and you would have been like, hey, bad start erased. But then here you go again. It's the same cycle. You win some, you lose a bunch. You win some, you lose a bunch. And I don't need to explain anybody listening to this that that is just a recipe for disaster. Quote Reed Wilkins, my boy Wilkie. The Oilers over their last 21 games. You ready? Lose four, win three. Lose three, win eight. Lose three it is not going well you know it is not going well just when you think the Oilers have turned a corner that eight game win streak we're all feeling positive and then you see it and you go oh they're still out of a playoff spot on this one huh and then they lose three two of which have been really ugly two games coming up on this home on this road on this roadie before the the Christmas break. Yeah, they beat the Devils 5 or 4-1, 5-1, what was it? 4-1. A couple of weeks ago, that's great. What have you done for me lately? Can you do it again? Devils are good. I know the season isn't going the way they wanted to. They've got goaltending issues as well, but the Devils are good. They could burn you if you're not paying attention. New York Rangers on Friday, New York's already shut the Oilers out this season. They could be back on a five-game losing streak heading into Christmas. I can see it. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we get two wins here, back-to-back wins. That'll send you off on a high note going into the Christmas break, but I can also see an avenue where they just do not get there. 
So looking at the new line combos from today's practice, you've got RNH McDavid Hyman back as the top unit. That was one of the best lines in hockey. Makes sense. The second line is back to Kane, Dreisaitl, Fogel. Kane is a little banged up right now, I believe. But he's skating, so hopefully he's getting healthy. Fogel hands a stone. I, I mean, I, I like Warren Fogel. If he had more than three fingers on each hand, he would be a 30-goal scorer every single season. I don't know what's going on with him there. Yanmark, McLeod, Gagne is your third line. Ernie, Hamblin, Ryan is the fourth line. Obviously, Sammy got bumped up to the third line because Connor Brown is, and I repeat, whoops, a healthy scratch. Satan wanted to repeat there. It's not good is not good and then if you want to if you want to keep the pain train going over at moneypuck.com you've probably seen the graphics around they've got fun little graphics you always see on social media um they have a column here which is goals saved above expected so in first place thatcher demko he is 15.8 goals saved above expected, meaning he's kept an additional 16 goals out of the net based solely on his play who is dead last on this list? 81st in terms of goalies. This is at least one game played. I think. Is this how this works? Yeah, at least one game played. 81 of 81, Stuart Skinner. He has allowed 12 goals more than expected. So not saving goals more than expected. He's allowed 12 goals more than expected. That is three below Antti Ranta. And I don't know if you know this, but Antti Ranta just got uh, sent down to the AHL by the Carolina Hurricanes this week. He is currently playing in the AHL. Jack Campbell also playing in the NHL, AHL, so you can't send Stu there, I suppose. Calvin Pickard, in case you're wondering, is midway on the list. He is one goal below expectation. So he's kind of playing the way you would expect him to play. Stu, not so much. We have got issues, friends. This season from doom, the season from hell is back, and I don't even know what to say about it. It just hurts. It hurts. Finishing off the line combos, Narcisi remained together, Ekholm Bouchard remained together, Kulak, Deharnay remained together, Ben Gleason chilling, getting some NHL money, eating them snacks, riding the PJ. Looking at the schedule again, we've got New Jersey on Thursday. That is watch along night at Oilers Nation HQ, by the way. If you want to watch along with the squad, you can do that on YouTube. Go subscribe to the Oilers Nation YouTube. Help us get a boudoir shoot for Tyler Ramchuk. I want to see him in his undies and I want to see him photographed tastefully. I'd like to see a calendar come out. I'd like to raise money with that calendar and I would like Tyler to be the star of the show. That's all I want. That is all I want. And I don't think that's unfair either. You know, I really, really don't think that's unfair. I think Tyler's the man for the job. I think that if you help us out by subscribing to our YouTube channel, we can make that happen. And you get first access to all of our content. What is not to like about that? You know, what's not to like about it? Everything you want is all in one tasty little spot. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. And that is how we end the news for our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross. There's one thing better than sharing memories. It's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. Visionnationgear.ca if you want to come with us to Arizona for a nation vacation where Alberta Blue Cross will be covering all of our travel insurance needs. Good afternoon. You are listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk. 
part of the Oilers Nation Network of Podcasts. Please send all feet pics to Tyler at OilersNation.com. Oh, yes. Looking at the bets, it is just not going well, friends. It is not going well at all. When the Oilers are bad, the betting is bad because I bet with my heart. Now... I am 19 plus and could do so responsibly, so I'm happy to go over to Betway and toss a couple of shekels on because if I ultimately lose the money, I kind of expect it. So when I win, I'm riding a high, but when I lose, I'm riding the lows, and right now there's a bunch of lows coming because you others just can't get anything done. Last night, I put a couple of bets. Leon Dreisaitl will get two points. That one I thought was going to be easy especially after you got that first goal a minute and change in did not happen. I also bet over one and a half total power play goals. That did happen because, well, the New York Islanders kind of got their job done. Kind of got the job done. I also bet Connor McDavid to get just a point and Edmonton Oilers to win. That would have been a tasty plus 190. That would have almost tripled my money. Again, nothing. Nothing for me. Just crickets. That's my bankroll. Wondering where all my money is gone. Where's my money gone? I also owe oh, the last one I had. Um, Ryan Eugene Hopkins. I bet on him to get a power play point. The Oilers got nothing done on the power play. So if I'm talking about betting, provide that you're 19 plus and you do so responsibly at our friends at Betway. It is just not going well right now. It's just not. And it hurts me. It hurts me for so many reasons. If I was losing money because my bets were too aggressive, but the others were still winning, that's one thing. But when they're losing and I'm also losing, it's just bad news. And there's nothing you can do about it but get upset, get sad, get back on the horse and try again. You know, that's all you can really do. You ever get so damn frustrated, you don't even know what to say? Well, of course you do, because you're a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Better Late Than Never. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. It is time for the righteous sack beating for the fine folks at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain a full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools they got? Well, this is my favorite button to push. Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coils and tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca. I also want to give a shout-out to Trilogy Rentals for hooking me up with Oilers tickets on Saturday night. Got to go watch the boys play. First time at Rogers plays this season. I was super excited about it. Unfortunately, eh, it didn't go well. But that wasn't Trilogy's fault. That wasn't Trilogy's fault at all. They tried to hook me up. I was there to I was there to boo Kachuk and cheer. Unfortunately, booing Kachuk is pretty much the only thing I was allowed to do that was any fun. So way she goes. I actually don't have anything bothering me this week. I'm having a good week. Like I said, I'm just trying to launch myself into the Christmas break. So thankfully, I've got a guest RSB here. We're going to check that out. But first, you need the button, then you get the play. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Right, I mate. Here's the 411, okay? You might as well call me a cattle farmer because I got some fucking beef, all right? Pause for laughter. So Yeah, you're right, I did. <laughs> I did laugh. Dukes, you know me well. You know, I sometimes during the season I like a chuck, you know, a little five dollar bet on the game. 
Mm-hmm. Like if I, I, you guys call it a parlay, but normal people call it a multi, like a multi-leg bet. So you know, I throw twenty. Listen, parlay just doesn't that sound way more fun than a multi-leg bet? Let's do a parlay, a multi-leg parlay, and everybody's like, "Really, parlay? That sounds fancy." Not a multi-leg bet, Dukes. Come on, join us. Join us. Call it a parlay. Damn it. Ten, twenty bucks in the start in my account. Start of the season. Um, do five dollars each game. Select you know five, six, seven legs, whatever. Had a couple of wins early on in the season. Um, nice. So that kept me going because I normally don't bet every game, but because I had a little cushion and then you know little little, little cush, little cush. Um, I, I I wrote it so you know I, I've bet on most games this season. And, like, I've just run out, which is fine because it was only a small amount of money. But, but, the last five out of the last six games, I've had six to seven, sometimes eight leg multis. Mm. And five out of the last six have literally missed by one leg. I hate that. That's the thing. So, joining in on this, Dukes, one thing I like to do is I always have my game day betting article for Betway over at OilersNation.com on game days. One of my favorite things to do is I call it the betting parlay lotto almost, where say there's 15 games on the slate that night. I'll pick money line winners in every game. So you got 15 legs of your parlay and I'll just put a dollar down. And generally speaking, the odds of that many games would generate anywhere from five, six, seven hundred dollars, depending on how juicy it gets. Right? I am with you because I have had two instances this year where one dollar would have turned into five, six hundred dollars, only to miss by a single leg of the parlay. And making things even more frustrating was that one of those instances was because the Edmonton Oilers lost. It was a double nut kick. I would have won. I would have turned $1 into $600. And then the Oilers were the ones that fucking stitched me up. One one time, Warren Fogel needed one more shot. Mm. Another time, Darnell Nurse needed one more block. What the fuck? Stats people hate me earning tiny amounts of money. I Yeah, man. But that's the thing about betting. Providing you're 19 plus and you can do so responsibly, it, it can be some fun. But if you're getting into the parlay game and you're starting to add more legs on, more legs on, obviously the difficulty becomes more, you know, it, it ups the difficulty. But when you miss by one, it's just painful. Like when I put in those 15 leg parlays on, on money lines just for to pick the winners of every game, if I miss half of them, I go, yeah, I was just bad today. I was just bad. I did a bad job. But when I miss by one, fuck, that is painful. So I guess if I'm going to chip in on this this week's righteous sack beating, it is missing your parlay by one leg doesn't get worse than that. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Mm, you're listening to Better Late Than Never. I knew you had a little bit of taste. Good work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the voicemail, everybody. Brought to you by BlackMassRoasters.com. BlackMassRoasters.com, a Australian roaster of high-end coffees. Go check them out. They do delivery worldwide. You want to elevate your coffee game? Well, let me tell you something. BlackMassRoasters.com is the place to do it. They have got a an array of products. Again, if you want a nice coffee, elevate your coffee game. Listen, if there's one thing I love to do, Freshly grind the beans, make some coffee. Smells great. Everything about it. Black, BlackMassRoasters.com. They are in for this week as the voicemail sponsor. We have got a ton of voicemails this week. What is that, like 30? We got a lot to do. So if you're boring me, I'm just going to cut you out straight up. We got a lot to do. I've got a lot to do. You don't want to listen to boring voicemails. I don't want to either. So let's keep it moving here. Ari, what do you got to say? Press the button, bag milk. That'll actually help if you do this correctly there you go so i was just um taking a break from studying for my finals and i was looking at the nhl's all-time scoring list hmm. so here's an idea go ahead see what you think of this over or under connor mcdavid hits a thousand points before the end of this season we've written about that at oilersnation.com a couple of times uh i fully think he could do it i mean he's got a lot of work to do at this stage given he just had a slower than normal Connor mcdavid start uh let me see here Connor mcdavid i'm gonna do this on the fly we're gonna do a little uram check math we're gonna try to figure this out so in 596 games he has 891 so he needs 109 over the final whatever that is he could definitely do it i I just man i would never bet against him that's how i would say i don't think he's going to do it this year based just on a slower start by his own standards very very important qualifier um but i wouldn't bet against him at all ever Connor mcdavid if anybody's going to do it it's going to be him hey bait milk what's up it's wednesday and i realized i may have been a bit hard on jay downton so Hmm. uh i am sorry jay you, they should still hit Otani, though. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, Jay doesn't listen to this. He'll never hear that. And I'm not going to share your message. Got to make sure these on his toes, Mr. Downton. Look. <laughs> if you had... I don't know if I can play this or not. I want to. But if this gets flagged on YouTube, Dukes, it's your fault. This cover of Eminem better be well worth it. One shot. 
one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one voicemail. Would you capture it? <laughs> or have four or five fucking takes? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Donkey, by the way. Good afternoon, dog oil, lubricant, pork, <laughs> cock. Yeah, whatever. Duke's taking shots at all of you that are leaving multi-take voicemails. Again, if you missed that, We've got a bunch of people that do multiple takes in the voicemail. I'm at 41 minutes on one take here on this podcast. Let's keep it cruising. The voicemail is rolling along for blackmassroasters.com. Have you ever been startled in the middle of the night by athlete's foot? (laughs) No, because you're not a fucking athlete. (laughs) And why would an athlete put their foot near you in the middle of the night? Hmm. Well... I don't know. You Fair. tell me. Yep. If any of this sounds familiar to you, you're probably a paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> Go and get help. Well, it's good advice for all of us. I think we could all talk to somebody from time to time. Uh, that reminds me of the foot thing. Like, I don't know that the joke landed the way the Dukes wanted it to, but the foot thing reminds me of, I'm rewatching The Office. One of my most detested activities right now is scrolling through Netflix, like doom scrolling Netflix to try and find something to watch that I haven't already seen. And what I've decided is if I hit a certain threshold where I'm just getting annoyed, I just put on the office. That's it. If, because most of the time, like if I'm just putting something on, I just want background noise. Um, so the office, I'm starting back at season one, rolling all the way through, just wrapped up season two. That show's so good. And I think, the reason I the foot thing brought it up is I'm pretty sure I'm getting close to the Michael Scott, uh, George Foreman grill foot bacon thing. Great show. If you've never seen it, well, I understand it. I had never seen an episode up until a couple of years ago. So I'm with you. Well, good day there, bag milk. Yeah. My name's donkey volley. I think Dukes is doing a lot of these from the bathroom today. Voicemail on the shitter. Shitter thoughts. In the voicemail. Now it is it, it, the, it is brought to you by BlackMassRoasters.com, and we know how coffee kickstarts the bowels, so maybe it's all tied together. I don't know. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I uh, uh, just had a bit of a question for you about the uh, the uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, hockey team. Not sure if you're familiar with them. But... Um, just wondering uh, what your opinion is uh, on this particular thing that I'm about to tell you. Um, Let's pick it up. When they finally win a cup, which, you know, hopefully be fucking soon, just quietly. You know, Amen. Between you, me, and the fucking defence post. When they finally win a cup, who out of these two are you going to say had more influence or is more to thank than the other, for winning that cup uh, out of uh, Jeff Petrie and and Justin Schultz. (laughs) Um, Which one should we think most out of those two for the the aforementioned cup? Uh, Thanks, I'll hang up and lose them. Well, it's a terrible question, but now you've put me in a... I'm just curious. Like, who contributed more to the Stanley Cup we are going to win? Uh, On March 2nd, 2015, the Oilers traded 
uh, a second round pick. Petrie, too Montreal for a second round pick. That was Jonas Siegenthaler. And a fourth round pick in 2015 that turned into Caleb Jones. Neither of those players play here anymore. So that's not going well. Let's check out Justin Schultz's trade tree, shall we? So Jeff Petrie, so far, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Show trade. Traded from the Edmonton Oilers to Pittsburgh Penguins for a third-round pick in 2016. That turned into Philip Berglund as yet to play a game with the Oilers. He currently in 2023 is in the Swedish Elite League for Orebro. He's got one goal, three assists for four points. He is a right-handed defenseman. And this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I guess Jeff Petrie, because Caleb Jones actually played games for the franchise, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Crossing that straws here, really. Good afternoon. This is the badge. Uh, I mean, donkey fucker. I mean, donkey volley. I mean, badger fuck. I mean, donkey volley. <laughs> and I'm here to sell you. Pork lubricant. Hmm. Have you ever had pork that's too dry? Oh, angry for no reason. Well, why not try some pork lubricant? Why not try pork lubricant next? Also, now that I've said it out loud, why not get some liquid doors? (laughs) Are you tired of solid doors? Can't quite get... Gaseous doors? Well, the only other form of matter left is liquid doors. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works. But fuck me, why the hell not? Mm -hmm. Get some liquid doors. And if bad milk hasn't skipped my voicemails by now... (laughs) (laughs) It's not my fault, it's his. So, fuck you, play the one. <laughs> yeah, I was I had my finger over the button. Good for you, man. At least you're aware that you're annoying me. <laughs> man, just listening to last week's well I'm just gonna say we better have a point here. Badger fucking and liquid doors is one thing, but like let's go. Right here. now it's this week's but by the time you hear this it'll be last week's episode. Um that fucking you know <laughs> That 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 random, you know, that, that depressed Australian cunt. Um, I guess obviously this is a jovial podcast. Hmm. Uh, so obviously that that depressed fucking idiot uh, kind of caught me off guard. Um, but it made me think, you know, like mental health is a real serious issue. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it's important to talk about it wherever. Be you know, oh, normalize talking about mental health. The good things, the bad things. You know, helps everyone out. Normalizing a conversation might just help someone you never know and you'll never know about uh, avoid something really horrible. Sure. But, um, you know, it's always good. Always going to be an advocate for speaking out for mental health. Mm -hmm. But uh, if I could just direct one message to that particular random Australian that obviously seemed sad last week. Talking to yourself. uh, Mate, I just want you to know that Everyone here in the Oilers Nation, but like the never, you know, lactation nation universe, <laughs> really, really want you to shut the fuck up. No. And just stop being a shit cunt. 
<laughs> Play La Bamba, baby. Vote for Dukes. Let's go. No, you don't got to shut up, dude. It's again, it's important to talk about. You can talk about it here. I got no problem with that. Next voicemail. <laughs> well, good idea, bag milk. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on. Good afternoon. Okay, Dukes, I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight from you. You put in a shift, my friend. I respect it. Also, now that I've said it, okay, out I'm loud, gonna. I've got three to come back to from Dukes here. If this next one is also Dukes, I might shit a rope out like a twelve foot rope and hang myself. I don't mean that, man. Just listening to last week's. Well, why did that get played again? Fuck me. <laughs> All right, Patrick Mahomes has left a message. I don't think it's actually going to be Patrick Mahomes, but it might be. Hey guys, this is uh, Pat Mahomes here telling you to listen to Better Late Than Never. Hmm. Uh, you want to end up like my brother Jackson, then you'll listen to Flames Nation because uh, just... No, 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 we're not doing that. Right, Ocons. Uh, obviously, I've been talking up this trip of mine to like come watch some home games for a little while now. Yeah. Bought the flights a couple of weeks ago, so now it's official. Blah, blah, blah. All that shit. Passports arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, one of the big things, one of the main things I've done so far is call out Chavez for a drinking contest. Yeah. Um, and I know he's obviously not on this podcast, but... Chalmers can also put him back. So if this contest, this drinking contest, does in fact happen, you have got a sizable challenge ahead of you, my my friend. You know, whatever. I just thought I, I, I'd throw it out there and say, you know, what should be the stakes? Yeah. Whoever wins does what, whoever loses has to do, yeah, whatever. I want, well, I mean, fuck, it's up to me and Chalmers to decide the stakes, but I want your input. I want your suggestions. What should the stakes of the Chalmers and I contest be? Yeah? I'm, I'm coming to your city and drink all your beers. I know that for a fact that, Canadian beers are like American beers. They're weak as fuck. <laughs> well, we'll see about that when you get here. Um, my dad my dad was in the army. Uh, he said he went over to Hawaii for maneuvers or whatever back in the 80s. Oh, I'm going to do a part two because I'm about to run out of time. I, I, I don't know that I can handle part two of you right now, to be honest. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. Here's what I think, though, for stakes for the bet, actually, if it actually happens, the stakes should be whoever loses is the other person's butler for a day. Just straight butler. I'm talking about if Chalmers, let's say Chalmers wins this, Dukes, and I'm not saying you will. I'm just for this hypothetical. He has to call. He calls you at 3 a.m. for a sandwich. You got to figure that out. How are you going to make Chalmers a sandwich at 3 a.m.? If you win, and I don't know where your hotel is, don't tell us, he has to come to the hotel and make you a sandwich at 3 a.m. I like the idea of butler for a day. You know? Butler for a day. That's my suggestion. Back to you, Dukes. Yeah, so Dad went over to the uh, to Hawaii or fucking whatever in the 80s, and he said the first night, you know, they do all their army shit, proper whatever. And he said, the first night they were like, oh, let's all go drinking. He said, um, the Americans put down all these beers. And he goes, mate, 
they were asleep under the table before we'd even, you know, felt tipsy, whatever, you know. Australians, shut up, Gretzky. When it comes to smashing beers, Australians are the one. But he said, you know what, the following weekend, when they said, yeah, righto, let's do spirits. He goes, it was literally roles reversed. He was dead on the ground, and the Americans are sitting there yeah, like like they've only had, you know, fuck all drinks. But anyway, um, I'm not going to spend the entire time in fucking Edmonton drunk. But, um, yeah, yeah, weigh in with, you know, what should mean Chalmers wager or what, you know, I want to – let's do some good. There's a couple of charities in Edmonton I like. Hit me up with suggestions. How do we go about best raising money for some charities while I'm in town? Okay. Well, my butler for a day idea does not sound nearly as good as raising money for charity, so here's my thought. For each drink one person has, the other pays $10 to that other person's charity of choice. Now, if you both have 10 that saws off. 100 bucks to each charity. If it gets crazier than that, I mean, is it $10 enough? Is it $20 a drink? Depends how much money you want to raise for charity. How hard do you want to go on this? Because if we're, if we're drinking for charity now, now let's, let's find something that works. Is it drink for drink? $10 per is it whoever out drinks the other? The loser just has to pay a flat rate to a charity of the other's choice. There are options here. Or Butler for a day is still on the table. Number one, in a very unoccasional <laughs> That is uh, 12 voicemails. <laughs> We're through the Dukes period, I think. I've still got something to go back to. I'll go back to him, Dukes. Not serious. It is donkey saying shit jokes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, keep your mother back. Right. Yeah, your mother-in-law. Never mind that. Um, two dragons walk into a bar. Mm. Yeah, you know it already. Yeah, it's hot in here, isn't it? Yes. Well, keep your mouth shut. But um, for God's sake. I didn't mind that one. I feel like if I told that to one of my uh, one of my nephews, they're very young, that they would like it. So I feel like you just didn't have the correct audience for the delivery of that joke, Donkey Volley. But I'm going to steal it. I'm going to keep it in my pocket, and I'm going to give it to the youngins. Um, emergency joke needed. Um, yeah. Hello. Good afternoon. Mm. Um, why did the baker have brown hands? Because he needed a boo. Oh, God. <laughs> well, my daughter likes it, so fuck everyone. Nick, will you please get the voicemail back on the rails? Hey, Big Milk. So Saturday night was not a good night for my sports teams. No. Started with the Denver Broncos getting absolutely spanked by mm. the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. I started talking shit to Liam Horbin on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then the Lions just dummied the Broncos. Yep. Absolutely dummied them. Yep. And then... The Oilers and Liam probably muted you the whole thing. It was probably a double whammy for you that night. Got spanked by the Panthers. Yep. So I'm a bit salty right now. So I want to ask you and any other voicemailers, what is the most random, obscure Oilers slash sports memorabilia that you own? 
Um, I'll start. I have two of them that are really random. Number one, I have an autographed Jake Butt Denver Broncos jersey. Who was Jake Butt? Oh, he was a tight end for the Broncos for like three years, and he did absolutely fucking nothing, which is why his autographed jersey went to me for $20. And then my Oilers one, um, there was a point in time where I thought I had to have cool things to impress women. So I wanted a piece of Oilers history, but lots of those are fucking expensive. So I bought a autographed goal puck from a random bottom six oiler off like the NHL auctions. He played less than 30, 60 games with the Oilers. Two seasons, he was Swedish. Yep, bag milk. I bid over $100 and won a autographed Joachim Nygaard goal puck. Sick. Yeah, yeah, that's dumb. So what random things do you have? Does anyone else have? I'd like to hear from everybody else. I've said on this podcast before, I'm not a big memorabilia guy. I don't have a lot of merch. I don't spend money on Oilers merch. If you come into my house, there's zero. The only thing I have in my house is jerseys. And all of them are Nugent Hopkins jerseys. I have three Ryan Nugent Hopkins jerseys. I've got the blue and orange. I've got the 2017 orange. And then I've got the the pylon orange that they just got rid of. That's my signed jersey. Outside of that, I don't have anything in my house. The At the office, in my office at Nation HQ, uh, Gavin, producer Gavin, hooked me up with a Ryan Nugent Hopkins rookie card. Um, I don't know anything about it. I know it's like the best possible rookie card one can buy for that player. Um, but that's really all I got. I, I, I don't, I'm not a big memorabilia guy, so I'd love to hear from you. It doesn't have to be Oilers, just in general. Um, my favorite piece of memorabilia of somebody I know, however, is my brother-in-law bought Sam Gagne's eight point gloves. So we all know Sam Gagne got eight points against the Chicago Blackhawks. We all know that those gloves went up for auction and my brother-in-law is the one that bought them. The fun part about that is he's never once told me how much he paid for them outside of saying too much. (laughs) So I've always kind of wondered. I've always kind of wondered, but that's my favorite piece of memorabilia. Somebody I know owns is my brother-in-law owns Sam Gagne's eight point gloves. Well, I'm currently pushing dry roasted peanuts into a piece of soft cheese. Mm. And I've got to say, it's an absolute fucking taste sensation. That's enough for donkeys currently tips. Stick around, kids. You may learn. Is peanuts and cheese a thing? I've got roasted peanuts upstairs, and I've also got cheese upstairs in my house. And I think I'm going to try that. Donkey, you've inspired me. I didn't know that was a thing that we do, but I think I might be into it. I like both of those things separately, so would I like them both together? Maybe. We'll find out. Ari, what do you got to say? Since it's it's Christmas uh, time now, I've got something for you. I'm just going to mute really quickly, okay? Sure. Dr. Rogers wrapped in red. Nope. How dare you, Ari? How dare you try and drop that on me? You're stealing Nick's bid also. Nick's up next, so I wonder what he has to say about it. If you play the Rogers Raptor Red event, I'm banning both of you from the podcast for one week. So, Big Milk, I want to add on to my last voicemail about my Yoakum Nygaard goal puck. Please. Because I think I have a jersey that might be even weirder, and I keep forgetting. Weirder than a Yoakum Nygaard? Oh, I've got a weird jersey, too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Go ahead, Nick, where I'm going to compare mine afterward. About it? Um... So yeah, both the Yoakum Nygaard gold puck. Do I regret that purchase at all? Buying that to try and impress women? 
Hell no. Hell no, man. Because every time I look at it, it's fucking awesome. And it's funny. I love that puck so much. It's very funny, too. I think, hey, obscure oiler. I'll never forget because I own this fucking goal puck. But the other thing is... And frankly, you own his goal puck. There aren't many of those around, you'd think. I don't remember how many goals he scored, but it can't have been many. Maybe even more random. Because at least that one's Oilers. This thing's not really... Uh, So, Cool Hockey, at one point, did a mystery box where you paid like $100, and they sent you a random NHL jersey, any one of the 32 teams. Sure. So, I did that once. And I got a uh, Dallas Stars blank home jersey. So I'm like, you know what? I should get this thing crested. I should get a former Oiler on there. So I'm like, oh, who do I get? Oh, Andy Moog. No, he didn't wear that jersey. Alish Hemsky. No. So I went ahead and put Andrew fucking Cogliano. So I think I might be like one of five people who own an Andrew Cogliano Dallas Stars jersey. <laughs> so what's weirder, the Yoakum Nygaard goal puck or an Andrew Cogliano Dallas Stars jersey? The Andrew Cogliano goal. Um, those are my two weirdest things. The Andrew Cogliano uh, Stars jersey is a random piece of merch stone. It's like when Brett Holden, who does some producing for us at Nation HQ, showed up to the office wearing a Jack Campbell Texas Stars jersey. So that's the AHL team for the Dell Stars. He rolled in wearing that. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Where did he even buy that? My other one that just kind of came to me as you talked about the weird jersey is one time I got gifted a signed Chris Mason St. Louis Blues jersey. I, I don't like Chris Mason and I don't like the St. Louis Blues. I do like Nelly, the rapper. Well, at least I used to when Hot and Horror was a thing, you know? And the first album. First album slaps. Country Grammar, get the fuck out of here. Still bangs. Um, but that has got to be the most random piece of memorabilia I own, is I own a signed Chris Mason St. Louis Blues jersey. It's at Nation HQ. If you're ever around Nation HQ and you want to have a look at the old Chris Mason jersey, I'll show it to you. No way. Is Ben back? Ben, where have you been? I'm back. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm back after long, like, probably, I think, nine episodes or something. It's been a long hiatus, man. We missed you. Ben is always the voice of reason on the podcast. Here he is. He's back. So I know you've all missed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't listened to any of the... Uh, Older podcast. Oh, Ben, come on, man. I was just been busy with school and stuff. This kid's pretending that school's more important than listening to a podcast he's slightly a part of. How are we supposed to raise the youth into upstanding citizens of tomorrow? What the hell is happening, Ben? So I just started watch listening to the older podcast and ben. I'm gonna go like Ben, I apologize now that I know you're listening back to what you've missed. I apologize. You can do a book report and send it to Satan at BagMilksPodcast.com. That's not a real name address. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it doing that? Satan wants to know what the audio issue is. Satan's going to follow the rules from the audio department and try to fix this problem. Satan's going to do a push this button. He's going to twist this knob. He's going to bring this fader down on the roadcaster. We're going to finish off this message from Ben. I'll give you your, my feedback on those as I listen to those, but great to be back. Love you, Big Milk. Back at you, buddy. I missed you. I missed you. 
I missed you. Is this another one from Ben? Righto, you cunts. (laughs) This, I think, is voicemail 65 from Dukes on this episode. I respect the, uh, I respect the commitment. Dukes, of course, is a strong man. He's looking for a recommendations. What the punishment for be would be for whoever loses the drinking contest between he and Chalmers. I've recommended Butler for a day. I've also recommended $10, $20, $30, whatever it is, to be donated to charity per drink. But it really depends where the boys want to go with it. If you want to submit some ideas, leave them in the voicemail for next week. I am going to be recording a podcast next week. We're going to be doing a year in review, Tyler and I. I've convinced Tyler to come back for another year in review episode of Better Late Than Ever. So we're going to get to that a little bit. Um, But keep the voicemails coming. I might have more than one episode coming next week. Let's help Dukes out. Um, So as 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 some of you might be aware, I'm actually going to be coming to your city shortly and said that in a voicemail about 10 minutes ago in fact um now that i'm looking at it uh it's actually two months to the day uh that you know that i'm recording this um my what's that thing called the eta fucking v you know holiday visit visa fucking thing i just got approved um so i'm legally now allowed to travel to your country hell so yeah apologies for that um, but what I want, what I want to, what I, what, well, what my purpose for this voicemail is, because mm-hmm. you know, all my voicemails have a very specific purpose. Of course. Well thought um, out. I want you cunts to tell me like, <laughs> I, I, I want to do like a night in How dare you drop C-bombs like that? Or like a, like a, like a holiday bucket list, but I want it to come from, from everyone else. So like, I want you cunts to tell me. Again, hard C. Don't appreciate it. Don't mind it. Just very sharp. You know, voicemails next week, fucking Twitter, whatever. Tell me, like, things, suggestions, going, oh, this will be really cool. Oh, you, you need to see this. Or just, man, oh, fuck. It'd be funny to watch that cunt get drunk and try and do it. Whatever, man. Make, man, whatever it's for my entertainment or your, I don't care. Tell me shit to do. Play the Bomber Baby Vote for Dork. First thing that comes to mind is you got to rent a car and go check out all the pieces of art, all the uh, art installations around the city. How can you come to Edmonton without seeing the talus balls? How can you come to Edmonton without seeing the misshapen egg behind Rogers place? How can you come to Edmonton without looking at the giant boot? Push the bat around on 97th street. These are all things you have to do. All things you have to do. If you have recommendations for dues, Dukes on things to do when he was here. I don't remember how long you're here for, to be honest. My real answer, though, for legit, is you got to get to the mountains. Jasper is a four-hour rip from here, four-hour drive. Um, It's one of my favorite places on Earth. Jasper is so beautiful, and it has still got kind of a small-town vibe, whereas I like Banff a lot, too, but it's more commercialized, I guess, in my opinion. So Jasper, if, if you can swing it, if you've got a day where you can rip out to the mountains or to spend a night, a quick weekend, go out to Jasper. It is absolutely beautiful out there. Um, I, I just I wish I could spend more time out there. I cannot wait to go back for the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament at the end of January. Love that place. Dukes, you would love it, too. Why is it doing that? I thought Satan fixed it. Here, I'm going to take this down. The audio department gave me all the instructions to do, and sometimes I got to do it live on the fly. But again, this is a one take podcast, so we're just going to try it again. Right, are you cunts? I um, this is the first 
voicemail in a long time that I've had a few takes at. This is the uh, Duke's voicemail. I don't know that we've ever had so many Dukes in one voicemail, but we're going to work it through. I do see some other people are in here, so we're going to wrap it up with them, but we're going to see what Dukes has to say here. Um, so I'm going to try and be succinct, but yeah, so like I, I just want to give props to like, you know, everyone who's reached out, everyone who's like, whatever. Uh, since I said that I'm coming across, coming to Edmonton to watch some games, uh, obviously, you know, most people had no business supporting me. I'm just some fucking guy. Ignore me. You know. That's not how we grow, though. Nation citizens are the best people you ever meet. They're caring. They're loyal. They're friendly. That's one of the best parts about this gig is the people we get to meet as a result of our united love of the Oilers. Good or bad, the people that follow this team, the people that are in our orbit around OilersNation.com, all our shows, all our podcasts, all the articles, all that stuff, the finest folks you will ever meet. Whatever. Rah, rah, rah. But the fact that people have not only got behind, we've got like offered, offered things, offered to help me with, you know, whether it's, oh, yeah, when you get here, I'll buy a drink or I'll do this, I'll do that, whatever. Whatever it is, like, it's not lost on me. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's awesome. No way should anyone know who I am, let alone people from the other side of the planet. Um, of course, a special shout-out goes to Shannon, who, um, mate, messaged me the other day. Lower bowl tickets, two lower bowl tickets to the Battle of Alberta. Really? Ridiculous. There is nothing on this. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Save you a couple of a couple of nickels on your trip, at least. This world that makes me, you know, worthy of that. But like, I'm just blown away. So, by all the fans, everyone else, like, I, I, I cannot thank you enough. I'll do my best, but I cannot thank you enough. I love you all. That's great. I love that. I love to hear that. You got tickets kicked to you for the Battle of Alberta. That's fucking awesome. Lower Bowl, Battle of Alberta. The vibes are going to be excellent in there. Usually are, anyway. So, Big Milk, I know kind of the Oilers Nation has a lot of awards. You know, we got the Ty Ratty Award. Mm-hmm. There's the Answer Award. Mm-hmm. But I want to propose another award. Sure. The R-Wire Award. R-Wire? Short for the Rogers Rapid Red Event Award. Nope. It is the commercial that appears on Oilers games and on TV during the Christmas season that annoys us the most, hmm. named after, of course, the Rogers Wrapped Red event. Last year, Rogers Wrapped Red event. Oh, Rogers Wrapped in Red event. You, we don't need to do it. This already year, tried to do it already. I haven't seen the Rogers Wrapped Red event. I've seen the ad once on TikTok. So, and it's not annoying. So, it is. I propose. How about that new Seven Eleven gets the R Wire Award? Whatever fucking executive or advertising agency. That thought it was a good idea to start calling 7-Eleven Sevs. I hope your pillow is warm on both sides of that. <laughs> that is so fucking stupid. That commercial, I think I might hate it more than the Rogers Wrapped in Red event because it's so – the Rogers Wrapped in Red event was annoying. This one is just so fucking stupid. It like it's, it's like how did a, an adult think if this was a good idea? Hmm. Why the fuck would you shorten 7-Eleven to Sevs? And the rest of that ad is so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, what commercial is annoying me right now? 
I don't even know what the commercial is for, but it's got those two those two ladies sitting in a car on a road trip, and the only thing they don't agree on is the music. I don't, even, I don't remember what that commercial's for, but it's terrible. I dislike that commercial so much, I tune it out of my brain. I don't even know what it's for. As soon as I see those two ladies and their disagreement about music on my TV, I just check right out. That would be my pick right now. Nothing else really annoys me. I'll keep an eye out, though. I don't mind that. I think that I think that I think we need to workshop the name of the award as well. But I do like the idea of the most annoying Oilers commercial award. Hey, BM. What up? Uh, I just wanted to give a quick take because did you just fart? Was that a fart? Hang on. Hey, BM. Uh, Listen I just carefully. To give a quick take. Listen carefully, friends. I think we caught Kyle the embalmer in a fart. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick take because I'm that? tired of all the people talking about the Tampa game. We got goalied. doesn't matter how Skinner played in that game. The fact is, if the Oilers had scored on half the chances that they had in the end of the first, middle, uh, the whole second period, Vasa would have been sitting on the bench. Yeah. And we'd be a whole different game. Uh, we wouldn't have had to worry about how many goals Skinner let because uh, we would have been up five, six to one. Yep. But anyway, uh, the other thing I want to say, Merry Christmas to all the milkers and <laughs> see you all in the new year. Collie and Balmer checking in potentially with a fart. I don't know. I'm probably going to see Kyle on Christmas, so I'm going to ask him or maybe on Boxing Day. I don't know what day I'm going to see Kyle, but I'm going to ask him if that was a fart. Sounds like a fart. Uh, and back to the Tampa game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky was fantastic. He ruined the night. Stu ultimately put the cherry on the Sunday, but it is what it is. So, Big Milk, I'm getting real, real annoyed at the people who are saying fire Ken Holland. Not that I'm not pissed off with this team's performance lately, mm-hmm. and not that I'm not pissed off with the front office. Okay. I just think that's like saying fire Bill Scott. Because neither of those fuckers are in charge. Let me think about that. Hmm. The only thing I wonder, though, with Ken Holland, is I don't disagree with you, Nick. I, the only thing is, I, I just, if somebody's going to make a trade, it's not going to be Jeff Jackson, probably. It's going to be Ken Holland having to pick up the phones and work the phones. I don't know if you want him to do that. I just, I guess I'm gun shy on a GM on the way out. Remember, he is in the last year of his contract, making any deals for this team while he's on the way out. I just think of Peter Shirelli. And is Ken Holland going to trade, you know, for Brandon Manning? Probably not. But I don't know that you should be given the opportunity. Back to you. Hey, I know Ty Ty, your M truck, talked about this, and I agree with him. I don't know what your opinion. I don't think Ken Holland is calling the shots. I think he's there. He's allowed to make phone calls. He's GM in spirit. But I don't think he's doing any trades without old J Jack's approval. Um, like, so fire Jeff Jackson. I, that I agree with. Fuck that guy. Well, you, you know he's not going anywhere. Fresh CEO, he ain't moving. Um, but I don't know. I, saying fire Ken Holland, I don't think that's doing anything. Because I don't think he's responsible for this mess. Well, here's where I disagree with you. I talked about it earlier in the news. Think about you've got $9 million in salary tied up in two players that have done zero. Jack Campbell and Connor Brown. Ken Holland signed both of those guys. $9 million. $9 million. 
So I disagree with you, Nick. <sighs> Ben's is you. Uh, hey, I think they're doing pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, they're doing great. There's no way it could be any worse than this. Oh, just you wait. More, more, Well, I think Ben just kind of saying it like we all are saying how we all feel, you know? Saying what we all feel. Ben, you nailed it. That's how we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail this week brought to you by... You know who it is. BlackMassRoasters.com. Go get some coffee. Elevate your coffee game. If there's one thing I love every single morning, it's a fresh cup. Again, grind the beans. The smells get released. It's awesome. BlackMassRoasters.com is we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thank to all of you for the voicemails. Keep them coming. I've got a show coming next week. We'll be back with a year in review podcast next Wednesday. Depending on how many voicemails come in between now and then, I might do a voicemail specific post Christmas podcast. So I want to know what you got for Christmas. Hit me up on Christmas Day, on Boxing Day. Let's talk about it. I'll probably do two episodes of this podcast next week, provided that the schedule allows. I got a lot of writing coming at OilersNation.com. Until then, Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Um, this I, I've got one more show at the very least coming in 2023, and this was just a really transformative year for this podcast, and I'm so, so grateful for everybody who listens to this. I'm super, super happy that this has grown into something that you know has got a little community kind of sprouting out around it. I'm very proud of it. Last thing I want to mention, just because we're wrapping up the voicemail, if you want to chime in on any other part of the podcast, like the news as an example, just leave your voicemails with, uh, you know, in brackets or whatever. Just put news and I'll play you in there. Topic news. If you think that they're like, if you saw today, Connor Brown's getting healthy scratched and you left a voicemail that said Connor Brown scratched news. I would have played it during that segment. I'd love to include you guys more than just in the voicemail. I'd love to include you everywhere. So let's try and work on that for 2024. Again, thank you so much for being here. That's how we're going to wrap up the podcast. Appreciate every single one of you. Have a great Christmas, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.